is in fact Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Whoa, 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 hang on. What just happened? When I shut that spell down, we started getting visitors. Looks like we got competition from every universe. Hello, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. All right, welcome to Just In Time and this very special episode of a spoiler-filled Spider-Man. Spider-Man gets 360 no-scoped. <laughs> so if you listen to our previous episode, we did a spoiler-free uh, review of it, but now you've been warned this is going to be full of spoilers where me and Carter don't really care if you've seen it or not. Forewarned. So uh, we gave it uh, both. A rave review the last episode i gave it a four out of four beers carter gave it a five out of four beers it'll probably be in our top 10 uh movie list if we actually do do that um for this next year so let's let's kick it off carter all right so carter i'm gonna let you uh roll with the punches this one so unleash tell me what you love don't hold back so the nostalgia portion of the film like with okay, I'm just gonna say it. with the other Spider-Man coming in from like you know Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. that that portion of like just the nostalgia part was so was so cool. Yeah, like seeing the old costume from like the first Spider-Man that was really nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, the part that I really didn't like was the, <laughs> the jokes were so bad, like dry. <laughs> yeah. It- be they towards the uh, act. Uh, shut up. The last act, you can tell they were just having fun with it. You can tell they were. Well, let's start with let's start with uh, Act One. So, yeah. it, it not a lot of spoilers in Act One. You kind of know the plot. You know what's going to happen because Act One was completely in the entire trailer. Um, but it. It does show a nice little spoiler that people were anticipating. I don't know if you caught it because you didn't react to it at all in the theater. Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Whoa. Did you miss that? No. You didn't miss it or you did miss it? It was at the end, right? No, it's in the beginning. Oh, what? The lawyer that came in to talk to Happy (gasps) Spider-Man. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock from the Netflix series Daredevil appears to uh, give legal advice to Spider-Man, Tom Holland. That was a, a good kickoff to the Easter eggs that you see in this movie. So that was a pleasant surprise. How did you miss that? Uh, I I don't know. I just thought he was just one someone that worked for the Avengers. I don't know. Oh. So that was a nice Easter egg. And um, we talked about Christmas. this... Shut up. Okay, it was a nice present under the tree. Because <laughs> that, that show is also very good. Uh, but then the villains start showing up after the we understand the plot. And we talked about this the last episode. The villains have such a good chemistry when they're bantering yes. with each other. Um, when Tom Holland is talking to them, you almost fall in love with these guys. And it reminds me of... You look at all the Spider-Man villains, mm-hmm. they're never really villains, except for maybe Mysterio. All of them 
have a backstory of wanting to do something good. Yeah. And they carefully picked these villains, and I'm glad Mysterio didn't come in to kind of ruin that chemistry. They're all originally great people, um, and Tom Holland wants to save them. So, but that was probably one of my most favorite pieces of it is you love these guys and you want Spider-Man to save them. Mm -hmm. So who is your favorite villain um, out of the group? Um, definitely going to be Green Goblin. Okay. So William Defoe is Green Goblin. Will William Defoe per- was he he performed so well. Like outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he looks like he's 90, but he did really good. Yeah, he looks pretty good for being like 20 years later. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you read the article where he only agreed to do this movie if he did his own stunts. Okay. Wow. So, which is really cool because he did an interview with it. Um, I can't remember with who. I think it was TMZ or something. Um, where he says he can't get into character again after like 20 years unless he... Uh, does all the heavy lifting so he wants the character to be from middle to end which i thought was really cool yeah my favorite was going to be uh doc ock alfred molina i he is such a likable and that's why i like spider-man 2 so much is because he is such a nice guy and in this movie he just he goes back and forth right out of his control Mm mm-hmm and you almost want to cheer when Spider-Man invents the the chip for the back of his neck, and he turns back to the original uh, uh, Doc Ock, Otto Octavius. Yeah. So, and I think the nanotechnology when he goes into his arms was pretty badass and clever. Yeah, yeah it was. So I thought that was really good. Like the new tech mixing in with the old tech type of stuff. Yep. Yep. I thought that was very well done. Very integrated on that. And then, uh, what other Easter eggs? There's so many, and I'm still digesting. It's Christmas. What do you mean it's Christmas? No Easter eggs. It's Christmas. What other presents haven't I unwrapped yet? <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Uh, so before we go into the chemistry of the Spider-Men that come in, and you touched on it a little bit, <laughs> let's talk about Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. And I got to give some hate for this. What? Not Adam. No, 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 no. Not Marissa Tomei. I remember I was browsing Facebook and shame on me. I clicked on an article or a comments of an article. And the very first comment I read was the Marissa Tomei spoiler. And I was like, there is no way. So I scrolled down to see if somebody would debunk it. And they didn't. And I was pissed. <laughs> so I was expecting it. But they did it in an aspect where I it almost like she wasn't dead because she gets back up and then they toy with it a little bit. And then when she uh, starts to lay back down and you see the blood, it's an emotional moment. Oh yeah. I was like, I was like, thank God she's not hurt when she got up. Yeah. And there's not a lot of time in the last two movies that you're invested in it, but she does the character of aunt may so well. You just get, and in this movie, I'm glad they gave her some screen time to build up that emotion. Um, you get invested in her in this movie. And it is heart-wrenching when she dies, especially by the glider. Or, well, the glider and the bomb, I'm sure. it was a. She didn't go down easy, let's just say that. 
I want to go down on her. I set you up for that one. You're welcome. <laughs> I, know you, I know you did. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the uh, Spider-Man when they get on the screen, because you say right when they come through. Um, yeah. it's, it's a very happy, happy moment, and it is. It's, it's a very good feel. Um, Tobey Maguire, uh, you can tell he's added some cockiness um, for being in this movie a little bit. You can sense that in his acting, that you can tell. I don't have to read articles to know they paid him a shit ton of money to come back. Oh, yeah. Because you can tell in the way his style is. He doesn't... My only nitpick on this movie is Tobey Maguire, to be honest. Yeah. Is you can tell that he's just a very cocky actor in this one. And he's not like, as humble as he was you, in the original. You can tell that he's just there for the money. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... I was waiting for him to get in his Spider-Man outfit. And I can almost hear the negotiation table saying, I'll do it for this amount of money, but I don't want to wear the outfit. And you know that, to me, it just screams a negotiation issue on why he didn't come already full-fledged into the Spider-Man outfit right from the get-go. Yeah. But that that's just my nitpick, my nitpick on it. But, um, but we talk about chemistry again. And the chemistry between the three... It's a, it's almost like you're listening to a bunch of friends just have a reunion. They are just naturally good together. Would you agree? I agree. And the only complaint is when you get into the final battle, you, you're so invested in each Spider-Man, you're trying to find out who is who. <laughs> yeah, And I it's know. so hard because the costumes, when it's that dark, it's really hard to figure it out. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is so shiny. Yeah, and Tom Holland's too, because you have that yeah. silver or that gold lining on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was so funny when they were trying to explain the web shooters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tobey <laughs> Maguire is like, you know, they just come out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> then do they come out of anywhere else? <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> Your comedic timing is remarkable Terrible. tonight. Oh, sweet. No, I'll give you a rave review. <clears throat> so uh, eventually, when the Spider-Mans finally come into play, uh, there's another mission to make them good again, right? Mm-hmm. So they haven't abandoned that plan, and um, which I think is awesome because it's not this grand battle where they're just trying to bring the villains down. I think they're still trying. You can answer that, Carter. It's not even my is it, my phone. Is it Jim? Hold on. So I'll continue where Carter uh, takes probably a business call. Is the Spider-Mans recognize the good in these villains, and they still offer help to bring them back and give them a second chance. The movie is completely about morals, redemption, and it's not a normal Those superhero movie. Apple Watch. Got it. And it's not a normal movie where it's bad versus good. It's the good seeing the good in the bad. And I think that was, uh, it has a great messaging to that. And even at the end, and I think it's my favorite scene of the movie, is the final battle um, with the Green Goblin. Yep. Yeah, that was my favorite too. It was, you can tell the anger in Toby or Tom Holland's face yeah. and 
he is at his peak in this one. And he is just kicking Green Goblin's ass, and he has a chance to kill him. Takes the glider, and Tobey Maguire... Stops him, yeah. Stops him. They both have tears in their eyes. You see the pain in Tobey Maguire's eyes about redemption. And that was probably almost as big as a Marissa uh, Tomei incident. That one got me. Yeah. Just that look. It really did. And then Tobey Maguire gets stabbed by uh, the Green Goblin. And I was that one. I thought they were going to get me again where they thought where Toby was going to be killed off. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised, though. And I thought that's where, where they were going, because they're probably like, we're not going to pay this guy that much money again. So let's just kill him off. So but <laughs> <laughs> they handled it really well. And uh, I don't know. It's just this movie to me, it hit the uh, nostalgic pieces better than any movie that's done a remake that's uh, brought old characters back that have done cameos this one i can't say how perfect a nostalgic movie like this is because uh, we saw we watched ghostbusters the other a uh, couple weeks ago and that one we thought was really good but this one is just tenfold they did it right agreed now let's talk about the end credits carter the new Doctor Strange movie. You can start with that because I think the first uh, uh, cut scene was better than the second. But you do get a sneak peek into Doctor Strange, which I don't know what the hell's going on in that one. <laughs> that one looks kind of lame, not going to lie. Yeah, and I, it didn't make me excited for the next Doctor Strange. I, I didn't like Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man movie. Really? Yeah. Well, I actually kind of agree with you. Halfway, I didn't. But then towards the end, where uh, they explained the plan, and... Uh, well, no, let me go back. I thought he did a... It was very emotional when he was saying goodbye to Peter. Yeah. I think they were tugging at a lot of emotional uh, strings towards the end. And when he was saying goodbye to Peter, I thought that was very heartfelt. So, but, yeah, I mean... He was okay. He was a supporting character. He didn't stand out, in my opinion, but towards the end, I think he had a very good moment out. At the end, I think he had time to shine. I think he did, towards the end, a very good closing uh, with uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. But Venom, that one's going to be a big piece for the Marvel Universe. Now he's in that universe. Yep. So those that saw Spider-Man, or not Spider-Man, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, there was a cut scene where there was a blimp, and they're tying it into this one of the multiverse, I'm sure. He ends up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, leaves behind a piece of the symbionite. symbionite, I can't talk. Fill me in. They're going to make the next Spider-Man movie. Well, it makes me wonder who's going to be Venom in the Marvel Universe. Because it's not going to be uh, what's-his-face from the uh, Sony version of it. So I'll be curious to see who they're going to pick. Well, they wouldn't leave a piece of uh, the symbionite. God, I can never say, I can't say, I can't talk tonight. Uh, Venom, they left Venom behind. So that's going to attach to somebody. Why would they just go back and leave that hanging as a nonsense? You know, Justin, I don't know. I don't either, but 
maybe the Multiverse of Madness will get some uh, closure on that. Woo! And the last thing I'll talk about is uh, Ned. Okay? I want to talk about this because they're setting this one up to be something big probably in the next couple of movies, I would imagine. Uh, so Jacob uh, Batalon, who plays uh, Ned, mm-hmm. gains some magical powers. He uh, takes Doctor Strange's uh, ring after hints that he does have magical powers, and he uh, uses them throughout the movie, and I think they're setting him up to be the next Hobgoblin. They say a lot of uh, little hints about, and I think they said it when they were talking to the other Spider-Mans in the lab about the best friend killing him, or he had Mm -hmm. to kill his best friend. And with uh, those powers too, um, I think we're going to see Tom Holland go up against uh, Jacob Batalon um, here in the next couple of Spider-Man movies, which would be amazing. A lot of things no, to speculate. It, it, they, they already... Mm. No, they, they've, like, basically confirmed it. Like, just the way they set it up. Yeah. Everyone's which, talking ta- about it. Yeah, I mean, which, talk about emotional, that's going to be hard to watch. Because they've had a lot of buildup with these uh, two uh, friends. And the other emotional piece to the end of it is when they were all doing a group hug at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That w- that got me too. It was yeah, just an emotional same. movie. It, it's, just, it, it, it's just such a great movie. It's hard to say anything bad about it because of all the feels it gives. You get excited the- during the action and then you get like... It's just you just feel happy the whole movie, really. Really, you're in, it's engaging the whole movie too. Yeah, and even at the ending scene where everybody forgets Peter Parker and where he has to start almost completely over. That was emotional too when he goes in to talk to MJ. Yeah, and I, based on your reaction in the movie theater, I think you thought that Ned was hooking up with MJ. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And you made me start thinking that too. So I'm kind of I'm <laughs> super glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, it was, yeah, it was really good that he kind of, he saw the bandaid on her forehead and he kind of decided to make the uh, moral choice to just let things be of Mm -hmm. him endangering people that he cares about, which is a total Spider-Man thing to do. Sad. It is sad. So, but overall, and again, I'm going to be talking about this movie for the next week because I haven't been this excited for a movie in so long. And this is by far the best movie of the year. Um, oh, it's not for sure. Yeah. And we're not talking like, obviously it's probably not going to get nominated for an Oscar. Um, it's like a different category of movie, obviously, but I really think that this one based on the emotional aspect to not treat it just as a superhero movie, um, because there's a lot of great character interactions, moral decisions. I really hope this one changes the game of, uh, consideration for Oscar nominations because there's such great performances in this movie. Oh, agreed. So, but knowing our uh, Academy Awards are probably not, but this one is definitely going to be pretty close unless something tops it the next couple of weeks. Uh, my best movie of the year. Likewise. Done. Okay. Carter, we just spilled our guts on how much we like Ghostbusters. You got anything else to add? I really don't. Okay. Just go see it. I mean, if you haven't seen it, why are you listening to this? I'm going back next week. See it on IMAX. 
So really? I'll probably see it. I'll see this one a couple times. I can't I'll wait. Come with. I'll come with. Yeah, let's go see it on IMAX. We got to see can it on we, every can format. Can we get really drunk and go watch it? Absolutely. Like, I haven't been to an early movie in so long. It was so awkward for me. I'm usually drunk during the movie, not hungover. <laughs> I was totally I, out of my I like element. seeing movies in the afternoon when there's no one in there. Well, the theater I go to, you can be drunk and nobody's going to bother you because there's nobody there anyway. True. Yeah. But let's go see it again. Everybody see it a couple times. Um, right now, it's sitting at a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 99% user rating, which is absolutely incredible. So, obviously, there's one thing that people agree with in this day and age is everybody loves Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. No way home. That is not divided in this country right now or the world. So, Spider-Man, I'll call it right now, will lead to world peace. <laughs> and with that said again this episode will air right before christmas at our with our normal episode um and again we want to put a happy holidays and merry christmas out to everybody um be safe enjoy your families stay healthy carter you got anything merry christmas you ho ho hoes You've been listening to Just In Time with Justin and Carter. It feels Santa's heart with joy to know that these two good-looking, smart little fellas have been, well, kind of good and kind of naughty Santa-likey. To reach out, hit up podcast.justintime at gmail.com. You can email the fellas with beers that you want to be covered. I would say one and all. But that's just me. Send feedback, questions, or an email on why you'd be a good guest on the show for a chance to appear. Follow the show on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Justin Time Show and on Twitter at JTime Podcast. Till next time, this is Big Daddy Claus. Signing off. <laughs>